Hello and welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. And today I was listening back to the episodes again and I feel like every previous episodes we've had like some weird update like where we are and why we are here but today is actually nice. We are uh, probably the nicest place situation we've recorded in so far. <laughs> Most comfortable. Very swanky. I was I as I set up the chairs, I realized that we now have like equally high chairs, so there's not a weird like height disparity for no reason. <laughs> there's not some like subconscious like uh, one upsmanship <laughs> that I was <laughs> I must have been doing when I was giving Bill the smallest chair possible, I realized. Napoleon complex on my part. <laughs> But uh, yeah, welcome to the show. We're um, we're uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just in a good mood. It's a beautiful day out. It we is. We just got through a holiday weekend, and um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, um, as usual, I think we should talk about games that we have recently yeah. played. There we go. I don't know. I'm always surprised. It's always it's always <laughs> yeah. the start. But yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you got? Well, you're going to have to carry the weight of this one because I have been moving um, frantically over the last several days and have. Not been playing anything really, despite some attempts. So I have, uh, I almost played King Domino last night, and then I didn't. Oh, that's so, a fun one. Yeah, I really like that game, and uh, so yeah, that's. I had a lot of almosts, and then something came up this week. So unfortunately, I've got, I've got really nothing. But I'm gonna have to lean heavily on your experiences. I'm live vicariously through you and your plays. Okay. Okay. Well, since uh, since this is being recorded, uh, the day of game night <laughs> before game night we're um, about to play a bunch of stuff and i recorded the last one the day after game night <laughs> um i i have no immediate game night games uh, although i did recently get two kickstarters in the mail from button shy games uh which i'm gonna uh, for some reason i think button shy games just purposely makes their games incredibly difficult to pronounce um <laughs> Maybe to compensate for them being so easy to play. Uh, so I'm going to totally butcher this, but it's Anthelion, Conclave of Power, and Antinomy, Antinomy, Antinomy. Um, and they are button shy games, so they're micro games. Uh, they both play two player. Um, Antinomy. Antimony. Um, <laughs> Do they count um, the time that it takes you to learn you how to pronounce right, that to play right. time? Like <laughs> they must. They should if they don't. Yeah, these are like thirty-minute games. Yeah, but they're really uh, fifteen. But you're going to try to work out that word for a few minutes. Exactly. Um, and Antimony has a solo expansion with it, and Anthelion Conclave of Power has um, an additional like, Kickstarter-only uh, expansion, which is really neat. Um, and they're they're both very cool. Um, Antimony is uh, basically you're laying out cards in middle of the table, kind of similar to a um, to like parade kind of. And I knew we'd find a way to work parade into this <laughs> this episode. We have to wear blood rage parade or Kemet. Those are our yes. three standards. Yep. One of those has to Just be mentioned. Did it. <laughs> Good. Check it off the list. <laughs> Nailed Get it. Get it out early. Is okay. What we say. All right. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been okay. So. Um, so you lay the cards out in the middle, and then you have uh, wizards who are basically like uh, you can go forward in time or backward in time. Like you can go forward in time by the number on your card that you play, or you can go backward in time by the color or um, was it 
color or artifact that's on the card in reverse. And then uh, the goal is to build up um, sets of different artifacts and then turn them in for shards of power, which oh, cool. uh, end up eventually winning the game. It's it's very, very neat. Uh, it's quick. It's uh, it's only like 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and Anthelion, Conclave of Powers, kind of, I guess, sort of similar in that you have cards laid out in the middle um, and then uh, one side controls the left side, one con- side controls the right side, one player. And um, you play cards to move those characters towards one side or another to recruit them. And there's some like you want to push to the other side because when the other person gets to the other person's home base, then you recruit it. But most of them have to get to your home base. So you kind of, it's it's a real, it's a tug of war huh. game well, basically. Really cool. And it's uh, it, it's very, it's really neat. At first, when I when I first opened it, looked at it, I was like, "This is, I don't know if this is gonna play very well." But it's actually surprisingly smooth. So huh. uh, it's, uh, but I would expect nothing less from Button Chai. So, so you're just kind of like, so it's the game is the main gameplay. You're just pushing factions back and forth between. Yeah, you're pushing trying to get characters, good ones on your side, and slough off the bad ones on someone else. Right, right. That's and, cool. And or prevent them from recruiting. So. The art's really great. I haven't looked at the Antimony really yet, but uh, um, yeah, the Anthelion. An- art in Antimony is uh, is very minimalist, uh, but the Anthelion art is uh, is very cool. It's very kind of cartoony, sci-fi. Yeah, I like it a lot. So. <laughs> There's a guy in here. One of these warriors looks like he is made entirely of brain matter. <laughs> like that guy's got no armor on, and it's he's like 99% weak spots. <laughs> Uh, does not yeah, and his weakness, debris. At the end of the turn, discard warrior from your enclave. Yeah, because a feather falling in him would ruin his day. Like, <laughs> just destroy him. Feather stuck in my brain. <laughs> ah, it's so sticky all <laughs> which, the time. Which part of your brain? All of it. <laughs> all of it. So, uh, so those are the only two things that I have had any experience with between last game night and today. But I expect to play several several games tonight and in fact i would like to see if i can garner enough interest early on in um grand austria hotel oh yeah i don't know i own i know nothing about that game i've heard of that one before i've played it a couple times uh i I really really enjoy it but i've only ever played it uh two-player with my wife and I think it's, it's either four or five players, up to four or five players. And I'd like to see what it, uh, what the experience is with a, a larger group. It is, it is a heavier game. It is substantially heavier than a lot of the other games that we play at game night. But, uh, but we've got some, some pretty heavy gamers that come, so I, it shouldn't be too tough to find somebody. But that's that's on my list. Grand Australia, so, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's uh, oh, it's not too bad. The weight listing, at least, is only like 3.23. Of course, that's all relative, of course. But yeah, that's, that looks pretty cool. And nothing about it. I've heard the name before, but I've... It's pretty fun. Did you just pick it up, or have you had it for... No, I, I've had it for probably three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't played it in probably a year. Um, but I, I used to bring it to game night, and... Nobody is really interested. I didn't really push it that hard, but uh, <laughs> that was totally cool. So that's something that's on my list. So we'll let you know next week. I know 
readers are readers listeners are uh, <laughs> listening People with bated breath read the transcriptions of this right. podcast are so, biting their nails yes as am i uh, which is a bad habit another side note of a game that i'm not going to be playing tonight but i've been um really want to play is uh spirit island have you heard any info or listened or watched any info about picked up any info about spirit island i have everything it's I've really intriguing to me read everything i've read or seen about spirit island is it's a phenomenal game but nobody wants to teach it because yeah. it is incredibly complex to learn the intricacies and especially because i think each of the island gods or whatever play yeah, pretty not, differently yeah so yep. it's it's having to explain different uh, game styles and mechanisms to, to different players, depending on what you're doing. So I think, uh, it sounds neat and it's, it's kind of similar, uh, not similar in gameplay or theme to root, but similar in that, uh, in root, they, everything plays differently. All the different factions play completely differently. They have different end games, different mechanics, yeah. and everything. So, um, I think that, that, uh, I, I would be interested in trying Spirit Island, but I think it's one of those games too where if you're going to try it, then you should be prepared to play it probably two or three times over a period of time. Right, right. Um, it's, it's a fairly long game, so I don't think anybody's going to be like, yeah, let's play that again. What <laughs> back time to is it? It's only midnight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can but, see the sun peeking out. Yeah, but I could see like a couple weeks in a row of giving it a try. Yeah, um, and that was, I was thinking too, and it feels like there's enough variability where if the fact that each creature or spirit is so asymmetrical that you're going to want to experience different ones. I was watching a bunch of playthroughs and it's probably going to be the next game I pick up just because like Eon's End is one of my top three games. I just love, I like co-op games in general, but um, you know, you always, it's got to be that right group. You can't have players who are trying to dominate and it's just easy as it's easier for even you to do it as a more experienced player inadvertently to take over the game you know it's got to be kind of telling yourself no let them make their own mistakes let them make their own mistakes (laughs) even though you also have to guide in a certain way but are you sure you want to do that (laughs) exactly yeah you sure that's okay well you could do that but uh i mean just don't forget that this other thing is an option i'm not telling you to do it i'm just don't want you to forget that that you can you might consider this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's entirely up to you. It's just depending on if you want to win the I game I find or myself not. saying things like, hey, hey, did you notice this? <laughs> Me Shelly too. Shelly drives you crazy. She just All the time. drives her crazy. Like, She's like, shut up. I'll do my own turn. I'm like, okay, okay. She's like, yeah, I, I did notice that, and I'm purposely ignoring it because <laughs> you enough. keep looking at it. <laughs> cool. I'm just going to inch it closer to you so you notice it a bit more. Right. But um, I love Ian, Ian Zen, and I really love um, the way that they – uh, kind of take out that quarterbacking and make each um, each player a little more autonomous. And there always is going to be that, but it really, really goes a long way to allowing you to kind of still do things for the greater good, but have some agency within your own character to do some really cool stuff that isn't always for helping people. Like Pandemic is pretty much, you pretty much constantly have to be doing the greater good stuff because your characters are very simple. They have one thing they can do. Right. And, and everybody and, knows what that exactly. Thing is. And everyone's yeah. figuring it out. And that's the fun of it. You're figuring it out together. But, um, and then I really love that, you know, you have a, like the healer character, but that healer character has to build up to that healing ability. And in the meantime, they're doing other things and they're still fighting or they're doing other things. And so spirit Island just seemed really cool to me where, um, it, 
it's Aeon's End structure similarly or that feel of it, but that density. I really, as soon as I saw the, I started watching videos, they're like, oh my God, this is what's been missing in my life. A really dense co-op game. I don't think right. I've ever played a really dense co-op game. Mm. So I'm super excited about that one. And hopefully I'll get that played or uh, bring that to Game Night or pick it up soon. And then, uh, then we can actually talk about it in depth. That would be exciting. Uh, for some reason, off topic, well, on topic, but off our topic, but on the topic we were just talking about, <laughs> um, this uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse yes. is um, also co-op, and I think that one of the things design-wise that I've always really liked about that be- is uh, the fact that it gives, it takes away a lot of that quarterbacking because you have your own deck that only you can see what's in your hand. Right, you can yeah. volunteer out information like, hey guys, I can set something up, but nobody can say, just there can't be one guy going around going, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this, and then I'm going to do this. Because you don't really know right. outside of, you know what their base power is, but you don't know what kind of other things that they have in store. And I think that's kind of a neat, uh, from a design perspective, mm-hmm. that's a neat way to kind of encourage that uh each player playing for themselves rather than having one person dominate i like games that do something to do that that's pandemic to me that's it's one really fatal flaw yeah uh, especially if you play with the same group a lot or if you know the game really well and you're playing with a bunch of new people they basically are just Sit, they're there having a conversation yeah. with you. You're playing the game. Yeah, take instruction. The game. Yeah, which is what my my wife always calls um, letters from Whitechapel. <laughs> She's just like, okay, uh, I'm fine to play it, but I'm not actually playing it. I'm just keeping you guys company. Right, right. And you just tell me where to move my guy and what to do, and uh, and and that that one really lends itself to quarterbacking. So, but I think that that also makes a much better two-player game yeah. than max players when you have one person taking the role of all of the detectives and one person being jack i think that's where that really shines yeah i've actually never i don't think i've ever played letters from white Trapple. i've played um uh, scotland yard of course the, the right. kind of the original format of that um because what what does it add to that format of scotland yard there's more like there's like player abilities right or something like that like what's um, the there's uh it it's much better i think at uh randomizing where um giving the the jack player different areas that they can potentially uh start from and i think that it kind of gives a few more options to the jack character to deceive uh the the detective players um it's uh to me the the best dynamic of that game is when you hear uh, as the jack player you hearing the the detective players talk to each other about it right yeah yeah oh and yeah and you can even see that in a two player version where the the detective guy's sitting there just talking to himself oh he could be <laughs> yeah. here or if i moved this over here but if he's wrapped around over here so now you you're you get an idea so when you've played it a few times uh the detectives have a tendency to, tra- you know, start to talk in code a little bit to t- right. sort of kind of telegraph what they're doing, but at the same time try and give hints that there are other things they're looking at without directly te- warning the jack player. Um, but also each night, there's different nights. Uh, there's three different nights in the um, 
in Letters from Whitechapel, and different events happen on those nights. And oh, some okay. of them right. accelerate. Like one night, there's a double murder. So uh, you there has to be there's there's two different options uh, for Jack to to, to pop up be or, at okay initially so it's uh, it, it's I I think it's Scotland Yard just taken to just a, a kind of a different yeah well, Scotland level. Yard's really, basic, really fleshed you know, out but yeah. it's so. Scotland Yard is basically just seeing a guy and running after him as fast <laughs> as you can and then he hops in a taxi and then you and your buddy's got to figure out which direction he went yeah super not this. But um, yeah, I love that. I do love that. Uh, actually, I've, lately I've been kind of jonesing for that game again too. Just a hidden movement game. Um, I don't know why. I I have two. I, I have Scotland Yard, and I also have uh, Escape the Aliens in Outer Space, which I played once, and it was hit and miss. And I really want to tackle that one again because I feel like I might have been missing a rule, or I don't know. That one's very abstract, and so it's got to be the you got to be kind of like ready for just um literally black and white player board and a black marker right. and your imagination but uh i had one of the fun best plays i've ever had in or new player introduction games i've ever had with scotland yard when i introduced it to some friends and we'd not this is the first time all of us had played it and one of my friends just he just got it right away and he totally one of those people that you don't expect them to be good at that but at the end of the game we realized he was pretending to be bad at hiding what he was looking at the game where we're like, Oh, Dylan's an idiot. He's clearly over here, but he was way on the opposite side and he fooled all of us. And it was such a sweet moment of being like, my God, man, you're a natural at this. And he was so good at it. Yeah. (laughs) He was so good at it. He was so good at it. Like being fake bad at it. That really got us. Oh man. It's devious that Dylan. Indeed. But uh, yeah. So anyway, look forward to those coming up spirit Island, maybe. And then uh, grand Austria hotel. Are you coming tonight? I am. Yes, okay. absolutely. Right. Um, okay. So uh, one thing I did probably want to touch on a little bit. I think we talked about it a hair before we started, but okay. um, I have seen a lot on Facebook and on Reddit and even on uh, Board Game Geek uh, people asking, "Hey, uh, I don't have anybody to play games with." You know, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I need a game group. I where where do you guys find friends to play games? I can't find anybody who has the same interests. I can't, you know, find anybody to play with me. I play all these solo games because I'm a loner, and it's so sad. So I want to try and maybe shed a little light because we have a pretty, uh, if I do say so myself, a pretty phenomenal game group that's been going on for several years now. Yeah, and um, it 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 is in peak shape and it uh it has its highs and lows but i think we're consistently in that you know 10 to 20 people every week sometimes we've gone in the mid 20s there are occasions we've dipped below 10 but that i don't think that's happened in probably close to a year um yeah so i kind of like to talk about maybe some some tips and tricks for uh running and establishing a successful game group well, I can talk too about my because you you started the group with you and Kristen started the group, and so I came to it late. But I can talk about my experience in intro becoming um, coming to the group originally because when I moved to Denver, um, that was like kind of how I started trying to you know meet people and get out of the house. And so I went to a couple groups, and there was a point where I was going to both the group that your group and then another group, 
and they're both uh they're both okay but the other group i was like slowly it's like you're with a group of people and they're fine but slowly slowly like through conversation or just you just realize this isn't just my people and they're fine they're nice <laughs> they're all right. friendly but for there's just something that are just like different one of the things i think was the main thing was that there's a lot of game groups that are held in comic book stores or magic stores or board game stores in general and that's fine but I like to have a beer when I play a game. <laughs> That's not necessary, but it's I've come to realize it's part of the experience I want. It's like just like, you know, when you want to unwind, you want to do it in a certain way. And I want to have a beer and I want to hang out with my friends and I want to play a game. And yeah. I find some nights with like magic store and like magic store groups that I went to, um, it's uh it's less more tense it feels like i don't know people are just like higher wound up and i find myself during the game night thinking these guys need to drink something just to relax a bit i think too that there some of that comes from taking the situation too seriously because of the environment they're in exactly we're in a game store or comic book store or whatever so we have to really game right that's what this is all about gotta be serious about this This is not fun a good game group is uh they're they're people who like each other, who want, who like to play games, yeah. but aren't like freaking out about it or yeah. stressed about it. And you know what? Having a couple beers really helps yeah. because that eliminates two things. It eliminates super uptight guy. Yeah. Uh, and it eliminates 12-year-old guy who just is really, really unhappy about just everything. Yeah. Um, and... It's, I can't handle some of them. So well, you know what's nice about it too. In our game, our game group by far there is definitely. And I was actually trying to think of this. It's probably almost an even split. I'd say of people who don't drink at all and people who do have a beer. And so, or not maybe not even, but there's definitely a large chunk of us that consistently come that aren't drinkers at all. I'd say probably twenty five percent. I think twenty five. Yeah, because I, I guess I, it fluctuates. But yeah, I think because because a lot of the the main group will have a few beers. You know, um, they, they, there's only a handful that I see that consistently don't drink. There are a couple too who will have like one beer every I guess there's other some, time yeah, or something. Yeah, I guess there's some people that just. Uh, it may depend there. on whether they're they're driving or if they have a long way to go or whatever. But I I'd say I'd say there's there's not that many that that don't at least have a beer. And the ones and the ones that don't drink will order food so i mean it's yeah, still yeah. it's uh or soda i mean i think it's like a good game group should feel kind of like um a laid-back party in a way like it's not the same vibe but it's close to like how you would want people to feel yeah that getting together and like your house you'd probably put out some chips <laughs> some right. snacks that, or at least have something available um for purchase um if if possible and then, um, you know, if people want to have a drink, then that's there. Or if they just want a soda or water, that's also there. And um, so beyond that, though, I think one of the things that really, like, struck me and why I I think if I hadn't found you guys as a group, I think I would have stayed with the other group longer. But the disparity between them became so clear <laughs> that it just feels like I started being like, oh, I got to go to game group tonight. And it was like, <laughs> you should never, it was an obligation. And I was in the middle. You should never feel like that. I know. And I realized that and I was in the middle of playing a campaign of imperial assault so i felt trapped (laughs) like i had to go to finish so i finished out that mission and then i just was like thanks again guys i'm not gonna be able for the next one blah blah blah. and uh but it was just the kind of that environment and so it was um just a sense of kind of like you touched on a second ago about just being chill and laid back and welcoming that was a real vibe that came through 
um, when we, because like uh, there were two spots we used to meet in Comrade Brewing and then uh, Peak to Peak. And now we're only at Peak to Peak. Um, but Comrade was right near my house. And so I could just walk up there and it, I could get there early and just chat with people as they're setting up or wait for people to show up. And it was just a really nice group of people who there are some very serious gamers in our group. But there are also people who just like gaming, but not really interested in heavy games, but they really like, they're interested in games and they like to talk about games. And it's not necessarily that there's a hyper competitiveness. There is competitiveness for sure, but it doesn't overrule the group. It's more about sitting down together and playing. And that, uh, that, I don't know, it's an easy thing to miss and an easy thing to do wrong, but I've definitely felt that come through pretty heavy um, when I joined. Well, that's that's good to hear because I I've always one of the things I always have tried to do, uh, and maybe I'm a little lax at it these days. But uh, when somebody new comes in, I like to get up and introduce myself. Yeah, shake their hand and say, "Hey, here's how we kind of do things." You know, it looks like people right now nobody's playing anything, but you know, it looks like we we may be pairing up here pretty soon. You know, if there's anything that you see that you really want to play, uh, let me know. If you brought something you really want to teach. Let me know. We'll we'll get some volunteers and we'll we'll get uh, a few different games going. Or if they show up and people are playing, hey, you know, if you want to go grab a beer, I think uh, these guys are finishing up right now. Um, so maybe we'll hold off and 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 I'll I'll join you in a game or something like that. Um, but that that initial because I've I've been to a few groups too where you step in and like nobody says anything to you. Yeah. You just sit at the table for a while and then you finally either leave. Or you kind of are like, "Hey, I'm I'm Bill. Can I play a game with it's, you guys? Yeah, like, it's just yeah. the the group, and you never know who's the organizer. Or what's right, going. and and so so I think that that has contributed. No, yeah, well, that's I that was another experience I had. Oh, that was the other place. The other place I forgot because there's some place. There's a uh, actually a, a big group um that plays at uh, this big mall yeah food court of a mall it's a very nice mall and i remember going there because i was like they're uh, very active in the local like um uh, secondhand gaming community they buy and sell and stuff from um out of there for some reason that area but uh nice guys but the first time i went there to buy a game like it was before their game group had started but there were just a few people you know at tables talking to each other and i just was like kind of walked up to one and just was standing there for a second because i didn't know the guy i just saw his like board game geek avatar his name so i knew who i was looking for but i've never seen him and so i was just kind of standing at this table for a second just waiting for them to finish what they're talking about so i could ask them and they like were determined to not see me and i was just standing there i was like okay i'm just gonna be play here for a second and then uh, and then they kind of like i could see them at the corner of their eye like see me i'm like all right man just for fuck's sake, look at me for a second. Like I'm not crazy. That. Yeah, yeah, I'm not crazy. <laughs> like if I was someone who came to play here, I would be like, "What is wrong with these people?" Like at least look at me and say, "Like, hello, human. Welcome to this space." <laughs> I'm breathing very loud right now. You should at least acknowledge <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Louder and louder. <sighs> <sighs> but I was just like, I was just. That, that really rubs me the wrong way. And and uh, I get it. Some people are more shy than others, and I understand that. But gamers in general we're all pretty nerdy like we that should be understood and it, it's so easy to reach out and like be slightly welcoming and eventually i just talked over them because i was like getting a door it's like hey does anyone know where denman is <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then they told me right, right. <laughs> but i felt bad about being so abrupt but still yeah i think that's a huge deal because if you're new to a group that's a lot of pressure and you kind of forget um you know what that feels like especially you don't know where the, if they're from here, if they're new to town, or if they're just maybe new to gaming, we have we've had a couple people who are kind of 
seemingly early gamers are kind of new to gamers, mm-hmm. new to gaming. And um, maybe they have just like one game that they've been following and they really want to play it. And Damn. if it's so other groups are like, ah, we used to play that a lot. And no one cares about that game anymore. It's like, that's lame. I mean, that's still a good game. I yeah. mean, they love that game. They haven't found that out yet. I mean, or they haven't, they're not sick of that game to them. That game is everything. So, um, it's always fun to revisit a game and see it through, especially if it's a game you like, see it through someone else's eyes that's experiencing it for the first time or is really into it. That's that's fun, even if you're sick of the game. Right. Unless it's uh, Secret Hitler, and then we have to take a break. Right, right. right. <laughs> yes, um, but it's been long enough. We might bring that back this minute. But Secret Hitler was, uh, it was it ha- had its place, not the actual necessarily game itself, yeah, but the, the of, style Games of, of game. its ilk. Yeah, and uh, so I'm going to kind of tell this story about uh, how I started the game night and then what I sort of attribute its success to from that first night. Okay. So um, my wife and I played a lot of games together. Uh, We really enjoyed the hobby, but really didn't have any other friends that would play with us Um, here and there, you know, uh, but no game group or any kind of consistent players to play with. So, uh, so I went on meetup.com and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, start up this group and see what happens, you yeah. know, and I kind of described what I wanted, you know, like card and board games, but like not Monopoly, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah, like more deeper strategy games, Euro games, that kind of stuff, uh, and just kind of see what happened. And surprisingly, within uh, the first week or two, but quite a few people sign up and everything, hey, when's the first get together? And so I'm like, okay, well... I guess we should figure that out. So we did a first meet and greet night um, where we said, you know, we may or may not play games, but, you know, I really want to at least get together and kind of yeah see, you know, shared interests and all that. And so we did it at uh, a brew pub near us, uh, Dry Dock Brewery, and it's uh, – Figured it's it's comfortable. It's a little noisy, but it's uh, it's not so loud. You can't hear each other, but it's not so quiet that you have to fill in the noise gap. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are a little more comfortable in an environment like that, especially if you can background have background bustle in there. And yeah, yeah, you can have a couple beers and you know, sort of mellow out a little bit. And you know, we're not known uh, for being very outgoing and you know, uh, socially open. Yeah. Um, Let's those giant tables but that bar brew with those right. giant long bar tables that are great for yeah, hanging out and, and gaming in general and so spread out if yeah. you need to so uh so about six seven people showed up and uh at first and so i'm like all right well let's start off with bang the dice king is that a place yeah seven? so we got everybody involved and uh it's a fairly quick game but but it's you know hidden roles and everything so it's uh social deduction and people were really getting into it and everybody's laughing and having a good time and, you know, starting to open up and come out of their shells and, you know, I'm the deputy. No, I'm the deputy. Oh, they're an outlaw. Go get them. And, you know, and it's, it's fun. And every, all of a sudden everybody who, you know, showed up initially and was really quiet is all everybody's yeah. getting along. It's really neat to see. And so, uh, after that was over, a few more people showed up. I think we had about 10 total. And so uh, the only other game that I had that had quite a few people like that was uh, Citadels, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you ever played Citadels. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I like it. Uh, it's the deluxe edition deal, Citadels. My, my wife really likes it. Um, 
she's likes a little more than I do. So uh, <laughs> I had her and the six other people play it. And then I took a couple people uh, and we played some games ourselves, just the, the three of us. And uh, we played like two, three games and Citadels was still going. This game literally lasts for hours. I don't think I've ever played more than players. Five, five maybe. Yeah, I, and that was a long it game. It <laughs> was the maximum number of players, which I believe is seven. It's either seven or eight. And uh, it takes forever <laughs> with, with max players in it. Uh, but finally, but, but, you know, we're just sitting there watching and everybody's, you know, having these aha moments and they're just, you know, everybody's, yeah. oh, you know, every time something happens and, you know, they were this close and people are laughing and, you know, nudging each other and everyone's having a good time. And when it's over, it went over so well. Uh, everybody's in such a good mood that we all just sat there for like 45 minutes after the games. Didn't play any games. Yeah. Just sat there and talked and talked about, you know, the game. And we talked about, you know, other games. And we talked about other stuff that had nothing to do with games. Um, and it just sort of brought a lot of people together. And I think that's why uh, there's still quite a few people from that original first night, uh, almost half, that still come to game night and they kind of make up that uh, that core of people who kind of take game night on as their own too. So, you know, sure. if, if I'm stuck playing a game and somebody new comes in, there are people in our group who get up and go over and shake their hand and say, hey, you know, welcome. You know, here's yeah. what we're doing. You know, there's, there's not people available right now. Or, hey, if you want to go grab a beer, I'll see if I can get some more players if you want to play this game or what have you. Um, and so I think that uh, social deduction games or at least larger experience games. I don't want to call them party games because then everyone thinks that bad I'm kind of, yeah, suggesting bad Cards Against Humanity for everybody, which I'm not a <laughs> fan of. Um, but those kind of group experiences, especially at the beginning of a night, is uh, is a neat way to get people vested in that group and yeah. in those relationships and those friendships and it gets people talking about other things and when you know you're going to game night with, you know, Steve and Carol and Jim and Betty, and there's none of these people actually <laughs> like, exist. No, yeah, <laughs> like, I've good, never heard of any of them. Good off the top of your head, <laughs> yeah. not naming uh, anyone that we know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but they, when you're going with them and not just a game group of, you know, gamers. Yeah. A nameless gamers who you're sure are all antisocial and awkward or what have you. Um, you're going to spend time with friends. And that's what I think our group, and I think you can agree that our group is mostly friends. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. Mean, outside of the few people who kind of come and go and that sort of thing, you know, we'll have a new person, usually every one or two new people every week. And there'll be a few people who never show back up. But uh, the core group of us is probably 10 or 12 of us are pretty good friends outside a game group. Yeah. Well, and it's fun too. It's like games are so amazing too. Cause like, you know, you go, you get along with people based on your interests and I, you know, that's I can understand why, you know, especially sports, people love talking about sports and um, different subjects, of course, TV shows that they like, but I don't know. There's something about having that mental going through that mental challenge. It's sort of like going through trials, even on the most minimal level is such a bonding experience. And I remember, or just from an outsider's perspective, it seems like, and I've had this experience too, where 
um, going to the group, I assumed everyone just knew each other for years. I thought like right. the impression is the game group has been going on for like 15 so you years. Feel like an outsider. Like, well, it wasn't like that. It just I just felt like wow, you guys really know it. Like everyone just like we've been friends since middle school, and I was like, no, we just met each other like two weeks ago. And it was like, oh wow, well that's just the the effect of games is this created camaraderie that happens so fast because you're both. You know, in a friendly way, gunning for each other and then going through this experience of maybe, especially with social deduction, you're on a team in some way. Mm-hmm. So you've got to try to figure each other out in some way to uh, affect the gameplay. And so, yeah, it's it's been a really great experience. And yeah, a lot of us come from different backgrounds and are different types of gamers, but we all can get together on a table and pretty much play any game, even some that we don't like. Um, try a game and still have fun because we know... The other person's not going to flip the table (laughs) or (laughs) scatter pieces in a fit of rage. Um, You know, they're there to have the experience. Those people don't last long. Exactly. They don't last long. And it's, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty magical group. And it's hard to, it's always always a bummer, too, when I see someone pop in and out. I feel like, oh, he should have come to at least one more. Um, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and everyone's got their own reasons. It's a lot of times it's scheduling, I'm sure that, or it's just like you know coming through for whatever reason. But I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like we have a such a great special group, and it's it's I don't know. I'm gonna just want, just meandering here. I don't know what I'm saying, but anyway, I'm getting teary eyed. Oh, I'm starting to get choked. Well, up. we met through this game group. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, something good came. History of it. was made. Yep. And shout out to. Uh, Brandon and Kaylee, who just had yeah, a baby. Yeah, I know. And I, my wife and I went to their wedding short, like within the first year of game yeah. group. And we met them that first night of game group. So it's, yeah, these are yeah. long-term. Friendships are being forged. friendships, bonds. yeah. So, Dependencies. We're all going to buy a your, summer cottage together next your year. Your <laughs> group can be that too, if you do it right. So, so just have shared experiences, I think, is, is the most important thing. And don't make everything about the game playing the games yeah you know make it first and foremost a social event that has games with it yeah and then people want to come back and those same people that come back you'll find are the people you want to come back Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so yeah i think that's the best advice try to make make sure it's inclusive make sure someone's always having has an option to play even because even uh, if you show up late or something there's going to be some time be- before something opens up but like you touched on this before but there's always someone who in the group notices that that there's someone waiting and either bows out of the game that already has a full complement of people and says hey let's just do a two-player or something or tries to get someone in involved in that game and it's always keeping the night moving just like you would in any like social gathering that you would have at your house you don't want someone in the corner like (laughs) ho-hum i'd love to talk to these people but i have no way in it's on you as the host to to navigate that for them because you know there a lot of people are awkward or it's a it's an awkward thing to jump into especially a game where you're like let me just elbow my way into the table here and uh (laughs) get my pieces so i've also been really proud of uh and i know this whole episode is i guess a lot of horn tooting here, but I've been Toot really right, I've been really proud of the fact that we have been uh, just organically inclusive in this group. We've had, uh, I would say, most of the time, if not the same number, there are a lot of times more girls than guys. Yeah, and yeah. That in in a an environment and a hobby that. Uh, historically has been male dominated 
And if you look on social media and everything, you see all these instances of female gamers being harassed and, Mm -hmm. you know, let me mansplain this to you and things like that. I don't understand why you wouldn't want more people in your hobby. That just makes your hobby better. Right, yeah. You know, there's not not only phenomenal players, but I mean, there's great artists and game designers and publishers that are women-owned. I mean, they. I I think that that men and women both have brought so much to this hobby and will continue to bring so much that I don't have any. I can't even fathom a reason why anyone would want to discourage that. Yeah. And if somebody were to ask me, well, what did you do to you know foster such an environment? Uh, honestly, nothing. Yeah. We've oh. just treated people like people. Yeah. And I treat people playing games the same way I would treat people who, you know, we're having decided to have a coffee party, you know, uh, <laughs> or whatever. I don't even know what a movie. <laughs> Do people have coffee you parties? Know, I don't know. We should start having coffee parties. Should but have movies parties. or, you know, whatever. Like, I, it's, it, it, I, I think we're lucky in that uh, we have found such a good mix and we haven't, we haven't seen any of those like alpha male. Uh, I think we had one or two at one point who I, I think were felt ostracized to the point where they left, which I'm happy with. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. they, it, to me, having an equal representation is, is fantastic. I think it's, uh, it's the best thing you can do for the hobby. And uh, I don't see any reason why we'd want to turn anyone away uh, from something that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Like games yeah. are awesome. That's why we're doing this podcast because yeah. we love them so much. So, yeah, I think that kind of is another reason why the other groups that I went to that were not like <laughs> traditional, like and nothing against Magic. I feel like I'm ragging on Magic here, but Magic is predominantly like a younger, a younger gamer, male dominated, angry twelve year old, slightly, boys. slightly uh, frustrated, angry twenty year olds. Um, and that's nothing against that. I was also one of them, and I also played <laughs> played Magic and loved it. But I I understand how why it is not. Uh, there are the, there aren't as many female players in um, as male players in Magic, and those game stores just aren't as like welcoming. I mean, they're very bare bones, and they're very like you're you come here, you got to be serious about this. And I get it, you're serious about the thing you're passionate about, but it also is just like I don't want to be serious about this. I want to play a stupid game, right? But I want to be comp- I'm going to be competitive about it, but I also just want to have fun exploring the mechanisms, and I want to. Um, see what I can do within it and see how you do your thing in it and try to react to what you're doing. And yeah, I, I never got that either. It's such, it seems like so limiting because it's also the same, same like thing where you just want to have the, it's like someone who plays a game and they just wanted to have, they just want to have the same strategy and they don't really care about the game being fun. They just need to win it. Right. So if I win it, I don't care if I'm having fun of this game because I won it. And it's, I've never understood that. I, I never understood that. Their games are so deep and there's so many ways to approach it and not all of them are going to be good, but a right. lot of them are fun, are really fun. If I won every game, I don't even think I'd like playing games. I don't think I would either, like, yeah. What a big drag. And Like you, you're always, <laughs> like you're just too good. What, exactly, yeah. The, that's not even fun anymore. Yeah, and then there's so much, I would imagine there's so much pressure too. You got to be, because you, what if you lose that game? Then your streak's over. Well, and, well, yeah, and then what? You may have to start having fun again. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. No one that. wants that. Yeah, it's not that at all. Games. that's not why it's we not got into games yeah <laughs> yeah i it's 
it is great to see that like yeah i didn't even think of that um to mention it but yeah we have um a great diversity in our group in a lot of ways and now that's mm-hmm. really nice to f- just have because it just the vibe is so much better that inclusivity is just lends itself to that even more yeah i think uh i think we're we're very very fortunate in that regard but i i think too that we have and you too, since, I mean, you have been doing this for, uh, with us for a long time. So, I mean, you're every bit as responsible as anybody else for fostering that. So it's, uh, we've, we've worked hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's just the best advice, you know, start, start it. Just if you're having trouble finding people to play with, um, just start it. Meetup is a great way to do it. There's other like way meetup equivalent groups mm-hmm. and just it might not work out at r- the right thing i think one mm-hmm. thing that really lends itself to denver maybe maybe not but i've always thought that denver is kind of oddly underserved as a city for the size of city it is for the lack of um like game outreach that's going i mean there's definitely some there but it, i've uh I, I go to portland a fair amount um because i'm from out there and i have family and friends out there and portland is just insane the amount of like cons they have big and little the amount of just open board game culture that that is out there it's very interesting it's just like very lively i don't know if it's just that city maybe that's uh, an outlier the other way but denver just seems like there's a a ton of gamers here and there's a lot of hunger and a lot of people wanting to engage that way and i'm sure that's not just here it's got to be all over the place but i think it's a lot of people sitting in their basements exactly yeah because i can't figure out where they are i mean yeah yeah i had to reach out and and there's not that many board game meetup groups there's yeah, you know, a dozen or so, maybe less, um, maybe four or five of any size. But I mean, it it seems like it with the the sheer number of gamers that there are, at least people that there are here, there should be yeah. ten times that amount there. Right. So so it seems um, oddly, yeah, it seems oddly underserved, and I, I think that is common. So I think yeah, just get get a group going and. You know, don't be discouraged. It might not be <laughs> the right people that show up, but they will show up eventually. And, uh, you know, and just don't be afraid to think outside the box, too. Like I said, a, a game store it, or, a, a, you know, a library or something like that maybe isn't the best place to bring a bunch of people who are, you know, maybe a little self-conscious anyway and put them in that kind of environment, you know, it, Put them somewhere where there's other stuff to do, where there's, yeah. you know, maybe they can have a beer and relax. Maybe they can have some food. Maybe they can decide, hey, I'm going to sit over here and watch the local sports team right. for a little while. And while well, I kind of see how you guys do this, because maybe I'm a little nervous about approaching you guys. But uh, when you walk into the game store on game meetup night and, you know, somebody snags you at the door that's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure yeah. and that doesn't really lend itself to, Hey, tell me about yourself and what you like to do and, you know, get to know me as a person. Hey, do you want to play this four player game that the three of us are really adept at yeah. and, <laughs> and you, you've never played yeah, before? Yeah, this Come be, on, buddy. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. By the way, you're on my team. Don't <laughs> screw this up for you me. You better not. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'll tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Don't be uh, don't be afraid to think outside the box, and uh, you too can achieve anything. You, you too, want. in so. the future. All right. And yeah. That's, so uh, and it, yeah, 
yeah, go for it. Just That's just it find it. Your, your people are out there, and they'll they will come. It's the ability to come. Also, another side tip: have it. You can even have it at your house. I mean, there are game groups. I've never been to one, <laughs> but but yeah, I know they exist. Uh, of course, that people start that way. But uh, I, I do think a, a pub or a bar is the best way to start, and you can always transition from there. Or honestly, anywhere you start. But like, it's a good tip to have those options, like you said. Yeah, and and pro tip. Um, if you want to talk to the pub or bar or restaurant or whatever um, about what a slow night is for them. Yeah. Uh, because where we go peak to peak, um, they are usually fairly dead on Tuesdays. Yeah, we've and become are, one of their We are half to three quarters nights. of their night, and they absolutely love us. Yeah. They reserve tables for us. They, we get phenomenal service. I mean, it is, they, we, we know all the wait staff there outside of, you know, the bar now because we're all friends. It's, uh, it's, we got fantastic relationship and, uh, and that's very conducive also to making people feel welcome when they get there because, oh, he's, he's part of the group, you know, let's turn on the charm because, you know, it's, this is family now. Yeah. So that's, uh. Uh, don't don't just leave them in the dust and don't do it on a Friday night when yeah, you know, they're actually, trying that, to turn tables. That's a good point we should touch on real quick is um, night choice. I think ours is on a Tuesday and I think Tuesday is probably, probably the best night. I think Tuesday or Wednesdays are the best night. Although I would lean to Tuesday because you've got Monday work out of the way. Monday, you're probably going to be, you know, you're not going to not necessarily want to go out after work. But Tuesday, you're probably ready to, mm-hmm. you know, do something fun, but that's not going to you know, not slamming beers and staying up till two right. in the morning, right? but something fun and engaging. And so uh, I think if you're going to schedule one, keep that in mind that, you know, people's energy levels are going to be different throughout the week. You don't want to do it later in the week because they're going to have other plans. And yeah, that's a really good point about the bar because there are so many um, startup breweries and businesses and pubs and restaurants or whatever that are desperate for mm-hmm. a regular consistent clientele. I actually had a friend who had a board game group that kind of got like ours and they had a relationship with the place that they had their gaming group and the game, the pub just started giving them like blanket 10 to 15% discounts on everything because they were a consistent money stream for them. And they're like, we love you guys. We don't want you to leave us. (laughs) (laughs) But it was more just like, you guys have brought so much, like you've helped us a lot develop as a business that, we and we enjoy you being here and we hope you enjoy being here so you know here's a little here's a little something from us and so they would just get just a little thank you thing and i don't go in expecting that but that's that business is appreciated for sure and um you know you you you, it'll be reciprocated in some way like you said with us they they make sure we have room and uh and uh yeah they just look forward to us being there so we have a good relationship with our our little our little board game area absolutely absolutely Okay. Well, um, I think that's uh, that's everything I've got today. Yeah. It, if anyone does have comments, we'd really love to hear like any additional struggles that you've had getting a group together or successes because groups are all different. And even though <laughs> my, some of the group experiences I might have touched on earlier, I'm like, ah, I wasn't that group for me. That might have been the perfect group for you. And I don't want right. to slam that. So if you have uh, uh, your own experiences, I'm really curious about because I feel like that's such a more common thing is like people having people who like games even passively have their group and that you know it becomes a big part of your life so yeah and if you have any questions or anything we didn't touch on absolutely let us know and we'll we'll be happy to uh mention it in a future episode so or if you're ever passing through denver reach out to us through the website and come to our group we're on tuesdays every tuesday yes every tuesday at peak to peak yeah all right guys we'll catch you next time all right 
This has been Bill. <laughs> this has been Kaz. And this has been the Roasted Games Podcast. Goodbye. Please like us and subscribe. Like and subscribe.